that's how the Radiohead song goes. Is it? Yeah, there's a Radiohead song called Knives Out. That sounds more like the uh, when when you play Sonic on the old Sega Mega Drive and it goes Sega Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> Same shit. Same shit. Different day. Uh, actually, just as a side note, I'm gonna try not to swear so much so that you don't have as much editing to do. <laughs> That's a good point. I'll do the same thing. This Keep is going to clean. be the PG. This is going to be a clean episode of the PG episode. It's going to be a clean episode of Modern Fart in which we talk about the new movie by Ryan Johnson, Knives Out. Ring. <laughs> is he related to Don Johnson? I thought that maybe nepotism was at work. Where Don Johnson gets his like son to direct <laughs> the movie. My son's a good kid. That'd be amusing, given the given the subject matter of this film. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Knives Out is a murder mystery film directed by Ryan Johnson, who is infamous for uh, having directed the kind of divisive Star Wars movie that came out a few years ago. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Right, I didn't even know that. You know. Now, we're on record on this podcast uh, as I didn't like it very much. Yeah, oh no, it's bloody awful. (laughs) I think that the next film is going to be one of the worst films ever made. (laughs) Maybe it's wonderful. I'm sure. So, Ryan Johnson, the man who's known for for destroying Star Wars, uh, he made a murder mystery movie. And uh, this is a murder mystery movie in which uh, the patriarch of the Thromble family, who are like a family under the wing of this man who has written a bunch of murder mystery novels, uh, after a dinner party, he is found the next morning dead. Uh, seemingly, he has killed himself, but there is some foul play at hand, or whatever the phrase is. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in tied into the mystery is uh, this character known as known as Marta, who uh, was the personal nurse of Harlan Thromby, the patriarch who's killed himself. Then, of course, she has to contend with the. Family of Harlan Thromble, Thromble, who are mm-hmm. these rich nutcases who all are just basically wanting Harlan's fortune because he's a really rich man, and it's basically about uh, <laughs> it's, it's basically about that. Oh, sh- and there's also Daniel Craig playing a detective with who, a strange voice, strange accent. Yeah, he speaks yeah. like Simon. He's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> is that me? Is it? Yeah, you? very similar to him. Yeah. Uh, so, and he comes in and tries to solve the mystery because. It looks like an open and shut suicide, but it might not be, is Someone's it? actually, uh, someone's employed Daniel Craig's character and he doesn't even know who. Someone's got in touch with him to ruffle the feathers and see what he can find. You know? mm, so what looks like a regular old suicide is not, in fact, a suicide at all. Or is it? Who knows? A so- done it set in a big mansion, fucking all you need is a board game and pieces and like... Yep. And you've basically got a game of Cluedo, or Clue as Americans call it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, I think most articles that are going to be written about this film, or have been written about this film, because this film's been out for a while now, um, they won't be able to go on without mentioning, like, the extremely vocal group of people who don't like The Last Jedi. Mm Because I think there's people like you and I who think it's pretty crap, but I mean, it didn't ruin our lives. (laughs) No. But then there's people who, for whom The Last Jedi ruined their fucking lives. So whenever this guy's name comes up, people, they've got to talk about that instead of the fucking film. Yeah, that, yeah. People, people absolutely shit on Ryan Johnson. Uh, and then there's people who are like, oh, it's just fanboys. But, you know, I think you can be on the fence and just be like, it's not a very good film. But also people who are that obsessed with Star Wars 
get over yourself. See, this is weird to me because you see, if you're wanting to talk about Knives Out, I'm happy to talk about Knives Out. I don't need to go into Star Wars, like <laughs> yeah. just because it's the guy that directed it, uh, that one film, you know. Yeah, God. I think I think if you want any kind of convincing that, like, I think it's the last Jedi made a ton of money. I think all the all the kids who went to go see that movie really liked That's it. That's because everyone has to see it three times to decide. <laughs> like even the Phantom Menace, people went back after. If you if you were like ripping into the uh, not the Phantom, yeah, no, the Phantom Menace, the first of the the prequels. Uh, if you would be talking to someone about how outraged they were and how like just like totally like confused they were, and then you would see them in the queue to go and see it a third time, <laughs> just like, to make sure. I'm making sure. I just don't understand what's happened in the last three weeks of my life <laughs> betrayed by their own god yeah, uh, yeah so I think it. from what I saw of The Last Jedi I just want to clear this up from what I saw of <laughs> The Last Jedi no 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 I know we're, but this is hold on just wait this is going to get to a wider point dickhead. okay okay from what I saw of The Last Jedi it seemed clear that Ryan Johnson just didn't understand Star Wars and he the, the big meme that people talk about is that he tried to subvert your expectations but in order to subvert expectations you need to kind of understand what people expect first and I think he just completely f***ed up in that regard hmm. uh, with Knives Out though yeah. I think he really understands the murder mystery genre and actually subverts it to a really really like satisfying way in, in this film in Knives Out convince me <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I watched this film and I was neither up nor down yeah. I was somewhere in between I, I don't know afraid, yeah. I thought it was really like tactfully done and the mystery works so well it's it's not um, like there's a big twist that that you couldn't have seen coming it, I really do feel like you can work this film out as it comes as it uh, kind of hits you and it's really like satisfying mm-hmm. in that regard like I was sitting, sitting in my seat just like kind of actively trying to figure it out and then I did get parts of the mystery right and parts of the mystery wrong, and it was it was actually really engaging and fun. And yeah, I think st- structurally it's a little bit different, a little bit different because it seems as though there's no mystery at the start, and mm. then all of a sudden there is, and it, it does creep up on you in that regard. So mm. I thought that was kind of fun. I liked the um, the observations of like the the different characters within the family, but the fact that most of them all say to Marta. Uh, I was outvoted. I wanted you to be at the funeral. <laughs> you just know that nobody actually cared about her being at the funeral, but they've got to say that anyway. I was outvoted. I wanted you there. I think your family. You know. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. He he. Um. So he wrote and directed this film. So he he makes the the Thromble family into a kind of weird like odd bod group of rich people who who are, or they all kind of reflect current kind of stereotypes of what rich people are so you've got your your lifestyle guru who's clearly like a Gwyneth Paltrow send up and you've got <laughs> the little kid who's third third generation rich boy who is sat on his phone and he gets called an alt-right Nazi or something <laughs> Don Johnson's character actually says he's basically a Nazi <laughs> just like that yeah so that 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 um that character was literally written in because Ryan Johnson wanted to address the people who criticized the last jedi so harshly so because he thinks that that's what they're like it's very politically loaded the 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 the, the commentary on the last jedi and the anti-commentary on the last jedi is is usually quite politically loaded or it can be politically loaded so i think this is ryan johnson taking pot shots i think that that's kind of interesting then that that (laughs) if he if that was his sort of idea of like holding a black mirror up to uh to his critics (laughs) 
<laughs> that's quite funny. Yeah, I don't know if he's. Right. I don't think. I don't think he's accurate. Probably. He's but, probably not. No. But yeah, because because I mean, yeah. you and I don't like, <laughs> I don't give I like the movie, but we don't yeah. give a damn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so the movie is potentially quite predictable. I think if if you're very switched on, you can probably you, you can probably. I think it out. I I can't. I'm I'm having trouble remembering if I was two steps ahead or just right in the pocket. I can't remember, mm. but. Yeah, it was just like... It's a solid, simple movie. A solid, easy-going, simple film. And, you know, I actually think that uh, Marta is the main character, but Daniel Craig is billed first, Chris Evans billed second. Mm. I think that when you're watching the movie, though, she's the audience avatar. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think she's the normal person who's kind of taking you on a tour of this fucking mental situation with mental people. You Actually, know. just dawned on me there, like, to, just when you were talking about Daniel Craig and Anna Diarmas, who plays Marta, she's going to be the next Bond girl. So they're mm-hmm. working together as... Oh, I never The way that these things work, though, is that they were probably already filming Knives Out when that was confirmed anyway, mm. so... so yeah. Oh, sweet, I'm going to get to pretend to bone you on film. <laughs> next time we'll be uh, bonding... <laughs> bonding bonding yeah oh yeah. man so do i just go into spoilers yeah okay Spo- oh yeah do we do a countdown to spoilers uh, it's been so long since we've modern farted <laughs> let's just count down three two one there we go spoilers spoilers here we come so this movie it satisfyingly kind of pulls the rug out from under you a few times um so the last jedi I, i'm gonna keep on going back to the last jedi but the Last Jedi did that a few times, but like it was really bad. So there's mm-hmm. a moment in The Last Jedi where Princess Leia, like it seems like she's about to die, and you're like, oh my god, you just killed Princess Leia. And then, like, the means by which she comes back is annoying. It's the stupid Mary Poppins bit. But <laughs> just the fact that you she's suddenly in grave danger, then suddenly not, you're just kind of like, oh, that's shit, you know? <laughs> it's like, what was it, the most uh, disappointing beat drop? Like, Exactly. Yeah. Like, like you just think Princess Leia, who's like a pretty iconic character in, in movies, is, is just being killed in front of your eyes, and you're just like, oh my god. And then he, then she doesn't, and it's like, oh great. So anyway, I think this movie actually does pull the rug out from under you a few times, really nicely. Well, you've actually convinced me that the Last Jedi is relevant. If if this guy's thing is subverting expectations, mm. then it's obviously relevant to talk about his, his previous movie. You know, yeah. In terms of subverting my expectations, though, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't think it did it. It didn't. It didn't shock me at all. Like it didn't. It felt like such a comfortable. Put your slippers on and watch it with grand type. Film. Yeah, it totally was. No, yeah. but I think what I mean is, um, like, so the bit with uh, when it turns out that the suicide, that so basically the the, the plot is that Anna Diarmas's character accidentally kills uh, Harlan Thrombey because she accidentally gives him the wrong dose of morphine. It turns out that she didn't because... Chris uh, Evans' character. Chris Evans' character, Ransom, switched the bottles of morphine and whatever it is. And there's a great moment where Daniel Craig points out to her that she recognised the consistency of the exactly. drug. Yeah, and that's because... such a satisfying rug pull to me. That, that, yeah, like, yeah, where, okay. where you, where you realise that... Yeah. Right, so when you realise that even though Chris Evans has switched the bottles meaning that she would have killed him accidentally. Uh, I'm going to try and do Daniel Craig's voice because he goes, because you're so good at your job. No, no, that's not, that's wrong. No, sorry, that's he, says, he says, you're a good nurse. You're such a good nurse. It's kind of an American fucking voice though. I can't do it. But yeah, you're so, you know, yeah. He basically says, you're such a good nurse, so good at your job that you even like recognize the consistency and cr- injected the correct thing into him from the wrong bottle. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it goes from, it goes from, 
it looking like a suicide to it being a potentially accidental death that was disguised as a suicide to it being a murder to it actually not being a murder and an actual suicide at all. So there, it goes through about four different permutations of the same story mm-hmm. and it's so satisfying. I just loved that. I, I was like, how, how many times can you spin this differently? And he does. He spins it four times and you're like, oh, cool, 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 cool. So mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed that. I thought that was really cool. And I wasn't expecting to like this movie as much as I did. And also there's a moment in which... Uh, Anna de Armas' character finds a woman who has been drugged and shoved in a, I don't know, like a room that's got fridges in it or something. Yeah. And uh, as this woman's dying, holding hold on to Anna de Armas' character, she goes, you did this! And obviously when you're watching the film, you think she's saying, you did this. But it turns out that Ransom, Chris Evans' character's real name is Hugh. Mm. And the reason he, call, he makes this woman call him Hugh is because... He's a dick. <laughs> and he didn't let the house help call him by his nickname. His chilled out name. Yeah. Right. So and it's the, a perfect yeah. summing up of his character. that, And it also acts as a way of confusing the audience for a moment. Because you're like, oh, yeah. shit, what's, what's going on? Yeah. Hugh. Hugh did this. I thought it was kind of sweet. Um, so cute little details like that. I actually, it feels like you had a lot of fun writing it. And it's pretty watertight, I think. like Most of it is pretty watertight. You know what? Um, maybe I took it for granted. Maybe its plus points should be celebrated. Mm. I, I, yeah, I just came out of it thinking that's kind of that's total middle ground. You know, if anything, I was thinking that when you said that you really enjoyed it, when I'd heard that, I was like, Nadim's suffering from that thing that I do all the time. But I go and see something like Pet Cemetery, and because <laughs> films are so terrible these days, you, you end up hugely impressed by this mediocre. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I'm really like, consciously aware of that. So let's talk about the flaws of this movie, then, right? Okay. Because, so this movie, if you look at the poster of the film, it's got this stacked cast of like it's got um, the dude from Get Out in it. I can't remember his name. Uh, not not the main dude, but one of the guys from Get Out. I can't remember his name. What's his name? Um, I can't remember who was in Get Out that's in this. It's got Lakeith Stanfield in it. So he is the, it's the guy who plays the one of the police detectives. Oh, okay. So Lakeith Stanfield is in it. Don Johnson's in it. Michael Shannon's in it. Tony Collette's in it. Christopher Plummer's in it. And who's the woman from Halloween? What's her name again? Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. However, really, other than being red herrings, they may as well have not been in it. Like, the, yeah. the family's pretty wasted. Like, the cast is pretty badly wasted in this film. I think so. I think that that's, you know, it's it's the Anna de Armas show and maybe it's the Daniel Craig show a little bit as well. It's with excitement I announce that new and advanced technologies have been created which will allow us to read Nadim's mind and see what motivations we find. The Last Jedi. 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 I, I'm gonna keep on going back to the Last Jedi. 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 So I'm gonna keep going on for the last fucking Jedi. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. I even think they waste Daniel Craig a little bit. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think they they didn't they they didn't give Daniel Craig enough. Uh, so he has a funny moment in this film in which he talks about how the case is like a donut, but then inside of the donut hole, there's another donut with a donut hole inside it, uh. and. That that moment's really funny and it stands out as a decent kind of quirky character moment for Daniel Craig. And I just wish there was more of that There was from Daniel Craig. And Christopher Plummer is kind of a warm uh, He's charisma. Yeah, but yeah, Christopher Plummer's good in yeah. everything, you know. So maybe the portions that he's 
in here, he does a lot without without much screen time. He does quite a lot to impact the film. So mm. there's there's the case for that as yeah. well. I think his character is actually really well realised, and so is Anna yeah. character. I mean, Michael Shannon is actually a, an actor that I really like, and I'm sick of seeing him wasted in films. I yeah, mean, well, he got wasted in this one. Pretty Man badly. of Steel as well, when he played General Zordon, <laughs> he was the most generic bad guy like ever. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, so I, I also think that yeah. So I think that the, the big cast was actually pure marketing because most of these actors probably needed to be on set for a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just do the odd scene in, instead of actually being in the film. They're not really in the film very often. <laughs> they they they're in you know maybe five scenes each and often by themselves. So that was kind of weird. And also the characters are actually quite one dimensional too. So Anna de Armas's character is pretty one dimensional, and it's maybe because she stands in as a this movie's got a bit of social commentary in it, so she stands in as kind of like an immigrant who works hard and you know kind of can do no wrong. And as a result, she's a bit of a boring character. But what's his name? Ryan Johnson kind of puts the character through the ringer a little bit. Like she, as the phrase goes, like you have to put your main character up a tree and then throw rocks at her. So that's basically what he does with her. So he takes a pretty boring character, but then kind of, you know puts her through a trial sees what she'll do when she realises there are footprints coming from the house oh yeah that's a really so good so she stamps all over her footprints with a confused look in her face mm. so, yeah, <laughs> to he, destroy he, the evidence he tests her, good, her goodness so she's like this wholesomely good character who can do no wrong and he forces her to do stuff that isn't necessarily that good in order to kind of uh, protect her Save her own arse. Save her arse, basically. And her family. And her know. family. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, she, she does it for her family. So nah. she's always got a good reason. So it's, she's a little bit unsatisfying as a character. But mm-hmm. it depe- I guess it kind of depends. Well, I'll tell you, I saw Anna de Armas. I, the first time I saw her, she was in a film called Knock Knock that Eli Roth directed with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah? And I was like, I hope that she's in more films. <laughs> well, she's go. really, really good. Well, she was excellent uh, in the new Blade Runner. And uh, yeah. She's when, really good in this. When, it's, when the Blade Runner trailer went and I recognised her, I was like, ooh, <laughs> brilliant. But I actually don't even like the new Blade Runner that much. I like that. <laughs> they're, they're not giving me enough chance to, to actually enjoy Anna de Armas in a, a film that I really like I'm, she'll have her day man she's going to be a I hope big so. good movie soon I can I feel hope it so. not, the new, not the next Bond film of course that'll be complete <laughs> I think that'll look really good <laughs> complete crap um, but maybe the next one I know. also I love the fun little uh, the fun little story beat of um of Anna de Armas's character. I'm going to just start calling her Marta. Of Marta. Marta! Uh, of Marta not being able to tell lies. So, that, oh, so that's, so that's, that's actually cool. another cool little extension of the of how one-dimensional she is. She's literally not able to tell a lie without vomiting. So that kind of crescendos when, at the very end of the movie, she tells a lie for the first time in the movie. Oh, no, she tells a lie. And she has to hold in the sick because, obviously, the, <laughs> the revelation that Chris Evans is the bad guy is about to happen. And then when he finally reveals himself, she spews all over his face and it's just beautifully satisfying. It's, uh, yeah, it just ties uh, everything up in a bow. Did, and like, uh, is it actually something that Chris Evans actually says, covered in puke, you, you know, you bitch, you were lying or something like that. Like that's his reaction. I don't know. Because if so, that's that's like a wasted moment because I think that that's, that's brilliant. You know, if, imagine someone's covered in vomit. It's actually dripping down their face and their <laughs> eyes and stuff. And all they can see is, you were lying, <laughs> rather than rather than you've just puked on me. Yeah, that's you know? fucking disgusting. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were a lying bitch. Yeah, well, it was a perfect little funny moment, and I think because it's obviously the climax of the movie, it's just it's such a great little like the way he ties up that kind of plot thread because you know that it's been set up for something further on, you know. But also, I think the wasting of the wasting of the cast 
is also it serves as well first of all the characters in the Thromley family are all red they're all red herrings they're all dead ends and it's maybe a kind of reflection of the fact that these are all just freeloaders living off of their their grandparents money you know what I mean so mm-hmm. or their father's money so that in itself is a kind of it's a cute little detail and now we will use advanced technology to read Simon's mind and see what motivations we find. Anadi Armas, I think you're really great. I tore a picture of you from a magazine. And I keep it in my wallet with People will see it And think that you are my girlfriend La 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 girlfriend La 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 The end note, the very end note, the fact that she's inherited the house and she's up on the balcony with a drink in her hand and the family turn around to look up at her as outsiders of the house, mm. of the home. It's very satisfying. It's, it's good, yeah. you know, yeah. But then, I think, and where, so a lot of the conversation about The Last Jedi came down to the social commentary in it because there was a lot of kind of gender politics put into The Last Jedi, which I think people thought were um, uh, unwelcome. So in this movie... Uh, Harlan Thromby, Th- Har- Harlan Thromby's whole thing is that he will, uh, he doesn't want his family to get his money because he feels like they haven't made good with the money, and he feels like them just being granted the money is just an entitlement, a privilege. You know, you're not meant to have it. It's, it's, you didn't earn it basically. But mm-hmm. then he just gives it to someone. Like, so is it? Are we just meant to believe that? She's, she's, people are allowed to be given money without earning it as long as they're good people. Is that what we're meant to think? Well, how do you earn something? He, she's been looking after him. She's been keeping him. Yeah, but together. she didn't earn like a hundred million from looking after him. But maybe, maybe that's what you need to do to <laughs> a heart of gold. <laughs> Have uh, a heart no. of gold and look after a millionaire, and you'll get rich. Also, maybe he just fancied her as well, like many people do. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I just it, see, it rang a bit, a little bit false for me because like Harlan doesn't want his kids to have everything on a plate, but then he hands everything on a plate to yeah Marta, which is weird. And and I think the entire kind of commentary that um in 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 the <clears throat> Last Jedi, so I'm gonna keep going on with the Last fucking Jedi. In the Last Jedi, people were annoyed at the fact that they go to a casino planet and kind of tut tut at the rich, right? And then Ryan Johnson does this again in this movie. Who are you pointing the yeah. finger at? Like, you're rich, dude. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, well, I mean, we've talked about this with the Titanic as well. Like, how t- making fun of rich people as a rich person just, yeah, it just you know, feels strange. Because, oh, we, we want the poor people to come along to the cinema and give us their vote. Yeah. Vote with their, the, the, you know, the money in their wallet. Like the, f- like, the final shot of this film in which, yeah, she's standing over the balcony over the family who haven't got the money anymore. Like, it's just a bit smug to me because she hasn't earned the money any more than they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, maybe the, from the Chris Plummer guy's point of view, because uh, I can't be bothered saying Thromble. Thromble. Harlan Thromble. From his point of view, maybe it's, uh, maybe it justifies sticking it to his family to hand it over it's to, just, to it's her. It's just the same. Or maybe he, maybe he understands that um, Marta will we'll look have, after the family the, 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 yeah. in a small way. Yeah. She, she'll make sure that nobody uh, suffers. I mean, she even says that. She even make, gives the verbal cue that, you know, 
you know, it was it someone's actually like appealing to her nature, trying to get her to turn over the money, like like literally sign it over. Yeah. And yeah. She, instead of that, she just says, "Don't worry, the money's with me, and you'll be." And you can see the drop, the, the disappointing drop in the facial expression. Like <laughs> you're going to fucking hold on to this, aren't you? It's like, yeah, yeah she is. Uh, so she's not only not only is is uh, Marta going to look after Chris Plummer's family she's going to look after her own family too it's going to spread very it's all wide. very wholesome isn't it it's going to spread very wide in the hands of marta yeah marta i love you can't you see i wish that the last jedi <laughs> i wish that the last jedi had been a whodunit imagine it was just a murder mystery movie like imagine fucking chewbacca's the detective and then no one can fucking understand what he's saying because he's just going ah <laughs> Right. Also, the the Slade uh, person should be that creature that Luke Skywalker takes milk from. <laughs> yeah. So, it, but it Luke t- Skywalker <laughs> comes out to fill his flask, and the nippled monster's like dead, and he's like, "Who the fuck killed Who my killed nipples? Nipple monster? <laughs> Who killed the nipples?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe maybe C three PO has been like fucked with, like he's been malfunctioned to to like kill this nipple monster. <laughs> But then it turns out that actually C-3PO didn't do it. He got hacked to do it. But really, he didn't get hacked to do it. He did it and wiped his own memory. So that's uh-huh. like three gotcha moments in, the, in one. But then it turns out all along that the reason C-3PO thought to kill the nipple monster mm-hmm. was because Kylo Ren used the Force. Right. So right now, I'm pretty sure that if Ryan Johnson was to listen to what you just said there, he would be beside <laughs> this himself. <is> brilliant. <laughs> no, he would be like, I've wasted my chance to make the great Star Wars movie. You know, it was right there in front of me. See, I'll just if the, if the, that Star Wars movie had been as tight and as nice as this movie was, then I would have been well happy. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. I can't believe I'm still talking about The Last Jedi. <laughs> Mm-hmm. God damn it! What's wrong with me? So anyway, Knives Out is a fun, solid movie. Yeah, uh, I want more movies like this. I guess it would be an improvement if, if um, you know, if there was a good half dozen of films of this quality a year, that would be seeing yeah. a, a have big you seen, improvement. Have you seen Logan Lucky? No. Have you seen Arrival? Oh, you didn't like Arrival. Yeah, I didn't like Arrival much. Yeah, and then like Knives Out, like the kind of movies that have kind of got a thirty to fifty million budget, kind of mid-budget movies that are solid, made by a writer director, you know. So pretty much, there's little compromise in the kind of artistic integrity. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a fun thing to do. A decent cast, you know. I think that's a good bit of fun. I gen I generally agree. Like so, like the thirty to forty million budget thing, aiming high with an auteur filmmaker to mm. some extent. You know, yeah. A little bit of that, you know? I don't think it's as important as people are making it out to be. This film has been critically acclaimed. Has it? Yeah. Right, well, you see, I'm already surprised. And (laughs) also I'm exposing the fact that I don't keep my finger on the pulse because I didn't (laughs) think that it would be like doing anything. No, no, this film has been critically acclaimed, I presume, because of the social commentary in it. But like I said, I think the social commentary is either shallow or rings false, but it doesn't really Mm. matter. I think it's still pretty fun. And the mystery is so well written and crafted that I quite enjoyed it anyway. So, and that's what I go to movies for. I go for the for the actual the craft, the, the well written stuff, the well directed stuff, and I think this movie's got both of that. And I go to the cinema to see films that have people like Anna de Armas in them. <laughs> so, if there's more films with her in it, then that's fine. You know. <laughs> Speaking of tens, what's your score, man? Right, I give the film six and three quarters out of ten, but the board game, <laughs> the board game's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. I, 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 I think I'd agree. Seven. I'm giving this a seven, man. I give it a nice little seven. Worth the watch. Go and see it. It's a nice little film. 
Well done. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 